Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Forking Around Town podcast. And, you know, today my guest needs no introduction. I mean, Dr. Barbecue, Ray Lampy, how are you? Hey, Tracy. Good to see you. I'm, it's good to see you. I'm just so excited because I've wanted to have you as a guest for so long. And I'm just, this is like... One of my goals in life is... Well, you had my phone number, so I, I'm not I taking did. any blame for that. All you no, have to do is call. I know, I know. I've done... I've, I don't know if I've ever said no to a podcast. I've done some... I have no idea where the guy was, if it ever aired, what the <laughs> heck was going on. But I, but why would I say no? Of course I want to do it. So yes, you, it's your fault for not calling It's my, it's my fault. But, but hey, we're here. We're here, and I'm excited. So first and foremost, um, for those... You know, for anyone listening... Who might not know a lot about your history. I wanted you just to kind of like share your story of how you became Dr. Barbecue. <laughs> because you're you're one of my favorite food personalities. Well, thank you. Just it's been a wild ride. Uh, <laughs> the name is actually, is that what you're asking about the name? Yeah. Everything. The name's a lame story. So I was, I, I went to my first barbecue cook-off in Chicago in 1982. But it was just, there was one a year. I would go to this rib cook-off and it was fun. And, and then in 1991, it ended. And then I found the Kansas City Barbecue Society, which was in its infancy too. But at least it was a few. I could go to Iowa and go to one. But anyway, so I was kind of getting into this. So I bought myself a new van and I lived in Illinois. And the one, they'd never allowed vanity license plates in Illinois. You could only get like three letters really? together. Yeah, it was the weirdest. I mean, it's way bad. That. That's weird. So they finally said, okay, we can have seven letters now. Because we were always jealous of the other states because we couldn't do it. But anyway, I sent in, this is how long ago it is. I sent in the postcard and it said what my three choices were. And I wrote on the postcard, because I called them and they sent me the postcard. I filled it out with my three choices. And I honestly don't even know if Dr. Barbecue was my first choice. I don't think it was. Okay. Like Mr. Barbecue, maybe, Barbecue Guy, Barbecue, I don't know. It was just to have a silly license plate for my yeah. van. And the Dr. Barbecue license plate showed up. I stuck it on my van, didn't really think anything of it. And it's obviously stuck. And, you know, I never intended to, you know, now everybody's building their brand and thinking this through. I wasn't. It was it was a different time and it just was a one of them things that happened. Well that's I think that's how the best things come about. You know? I do too. I think we overthink stuff a lot these days. Yes. I, so, I'm yes. the worst at that. I'm trying to get better, but I've noticed that anytime I do like a reel on Instagram, if I'm just fooling around doing something funny they always do the best out of everything mm -hmm. versus something I spend forever planning on. So <laughs> it's so true. Just winging in life. So I wanted to, you know, cause now I don't know if you remember, but I was trying to think of the first time I met you and I want to say it was 2010, 2011. It was somewhere back there, but I actually wrote a blog post about you for Dat's restaurant on their website. That was a long time ago. Before long, before I was involved with them. Yes. Yes. Well, Suzanne long. was great. She used to do that radio show with uh, Kim, mm -hmm. and she was always great. She would. She must have saw me in the paper or something, and she called me years and years ago, and, and she always stayed in touch. And every now and then, like a good radio person should do, every six months or whatever, I'd get a call saying, hey, why don't you be on the show? Or if I had a new book or something. So th that makes complete sense. I don't remember. that. Was it the Dats blog then? It was. Oh, okay. Was, no, I don't remember that. But. I remember being nervous because I called you, and I, it's so funny. I was nervous to call you. I go, oh, my gosh, this is, this is Dr. Barbecue. He has cookbooks, <laughs> and I'm actually talking 
talking to him, it was really, it was funny, but that's, it's a true story. Well, Laura Riley uh, locally here was, Laura's with the Washington Post now, but Laura wrote this article about me and she said he, he's, he has the perfect level of fame because like, if you know who I am, I've done a lot of stuff. I'm really a big deal. If you don't know who I am, if you're not a, a Food Network person or a barbecue freak, yeah. you don't have any, I'm just some goofy old guy with, with tattoos on my arm. And, and it's, I, I was just in a, at a, at the Whiskey Bent barbecue store in Lakeland. That girl's handling me with my new products. And this guy walks in and he has no clue who I am. I'm standing there with the guy, one of the guys that works at the store. And he just assumed the guy would know who I was. And the guy goes, yeah, I don't know. He, you know, he looks, he's, oh, he told me I look like Colonel Sanders. I said, well, thanks. I, I do. I understand that. But I didn't always. Most people, that's not the first thing they know about me. Oh my gosh. So the, I, I'm humbled on a regular basis. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. And another thing I do remember is you were doing a book signing at Dats. And I was hanging out there with you. And I remember... And so this is why I know one of your favorite drinks, Jack and Coke. Yeah, that's I true. I asked you, what can I get you from the bar? You said Jack and Coke. And yeah. I, I'll actually like, Diet Coke, but Diet same Coke. same difference, right? I'm a Diet Coke person too. That's all yeah, that's actually drink. true. That's, yeah. Uh, that, that's, yeah. Like I said, Suzanne was really great like that. And she would always buy a bunch of my books. And I was, you know, yes. I was just getting started. I always really appreciated that. Yeah, we actually, I remember because I worked for Dats briefly as a hostess. Gosh, that was a long time ago. It was just kind of two days a week for fun. And we had your cookbooks on display. And I just remember when people come in and they'd be looking through it. And I was always excited when someone purchased one. (laughs) They were all signed. I signed all of them for sure. Absolutely. So now I wanted to know more about like your story of how did you get to Tampa from Chicago and all that stuff? Well, I've never been to Tampa. Well, St. Petersburg, but Tampa <laughs> my, Bay, I know. I so part of my myself. story is Sandy, who, you, you know, Sandy, yes. my, my, I call her my wife. We're not actually married because we're old and it's like a business decision when you get to a certain age. And uh, the business decision has been to, at the moment, be single. Next month, it could change. But anyway, Sandy, who is my wife, we live in the house she grew up in in yes. St. Pete. Now, Sandy lived in Tampa for 20 years and was married to another guy. and But she likes St. Pete much better because that's her home. And she will fight you if you talk about St. Pete and Tampa being the same place because they're not. That's why I always have to defend her her honor and, and say Tampa is yeah. not St. Pete. But I actually first came, I just came from there, Lakeland. Uh, so I was living in Chicago and in the winter, I was into the barbecue contest thing. But I had a successful trucking mm-hmm. business. So I... I in the wintertime, you're looking for an excuse to go to Florida, essentially. Yes, So I see that. there was a barbecue cook-off in Lakeland in January, mm-hmm. and I would always come down for it. I'd either bring my stuff down and cook or fly down and judge or something. Yeah. Just But I would always come to Lakeland. So I got to know some people there and had friends. And the trucking business ended. It was time to do something different. I was going to be a barbecue guy. I bought a food truck and... I was looking for somewhere to go. I knew I needed to go somewhere warm. I couldn't stay in Chicago. And so Lakeland had checked all the boxes. It was warm. It was probably redneck enough that I could <laughs> sell barbecue in a parking lot somewhere. And that was true. True. That is um, true. I knew they liked barbecue because they had this massive barbecue festival every year. So I was like, what the heck? I'll move to Lakeland. And I lived there for 10 years. <laughs> when I got there, I moved into, I needed somewhere to live. And I mean, I, I was, it was a hard point in my life. I was selling two houses and a successful mm-hmm. business. And all of a sudden I was going to be living. I needed to not spend any money, you know, cause I, I had, I had essentially a pile of money 
And I knew I needed to make it last as long as I could mm-hmm. till I somehow found my way into my new business. So I moved into this little duplex in redneck, this redneck part of Lakeland. <laughs> I mean, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. But man, it was it was like going from living in Chicago to living in the country. It, it was pretty interesting. And But, you know, I'm a guy, so I never cared. I, I had two bathrooms and I didn't want to have to clean them both. So I piled on one with trophies. I had a million barbecue trophies. Oh, yeah. I filled it up with trophies and never used it. It was never a bathroom. <laughs> and if I don't know if you'd have ever known it was there because I just had it blocked oh, off. And, um, so anyway, I ended up living in this place for 10 years. And finally, Sandy's like, well, why don't you just come over and live with me? Because this place isn't that nice that you're living oh. here. <laughs> so that's how I ended up in St. Pete. That is great. No, and you know what? It's funny that you say that, though, about how she feels about Tampa and St. Pete, because I get a lot of that. Whenever I'm in St. Pete, people say, what part of Tampa is that? And I go, it's two different cities. You know? Oh, it's a thing. And yeah. and in Tampa Bay, we think Tamp- saying Tampa Bay solves the problem. It doesn't for people that don't live here. They still yeah. think it's Tampa. And, and it's fine. They're, but they're, if you live here at all, you know they're very different communities. I personally enjoy them both. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they're the same at all. I prefer St. Petersburg. I do. I've always felt that way. <laughs> but it's very similar to out in California, like living in San Jose versus San Francisco and the way people are with the two. Well, it, but it's almost there. worse. It's almost like San Francisco and Oakland, you know, because there's that water in between mm-hmm. and you have to go over the bridge. And we both know a lot of people that just never go over the bridge. I don't know why. I <laughs> I, I do it all the time. I think nothing I, of it. I know. I know. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. I always think, wow, this is really a cool view. If people come from all over the world to you. see this view. And we live right here. I actually, it was really funny. Before you got here today, I was chatting with an old friend of mine back home who just moved up to, you know where Eureka is? It's way up in Northern California. No, I don't think kind so. Of, he moved up to the mountains and we were actually just talking about the old days, like 20 years ago when I used to live there. And Oakland was actually one of my favorite places. Oh, yeah. I like Oakland, too, right? great spots out I there. I probably like Oakland better than San Francisco, to be I honest. know. I know. I haven't been out that way in, in a while, but I he was just telling me stories about the homeless problem is pretty bad out there. So, sad. Yeah, yeah. It's sad. We it's, don't have a solution for that. I wish I, I did. I know. Just let's give them all barbecue and we'll make everybody <laughs> happy. There, there's a famous old barbecue restaurant in Oakland that I went to. Hillerick and something like that. Hillerick and it was two names. And okay. it was one of them places been there forever. And I, I bet it's still there. It was a cool old place. I always remember that. It probably is. It's really funny, though. Lately, I've been connecting with a lot of people in Oakland. And it's all about food. Um, this one gentleman just messaged me and said, how do I get my sauces in your hands? I said, well, here's my address. You can send them to me. But it just seems to be an influx of people from Oakland. I, I'm having fun right now just meeting and connecting with a lot of people back there. So Yeah, well, and people in Oakland back. are very much like St. Pete, too. I got friends there, and they, they love Oakland. Mm-hmm. They, they don't think it's not a good place at all. They love Oakland. It's they think beautiful. It really is. You should is. definitely live there instead of San Francisco. Yeah, probably a little bit less expensive, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was actually born in Walnut Creek. Do you know where that is? I don't think so, no. Just right next to Oakland. Very oh, okay. Close. Yeah, so kind of the same. So then how did... Everything just come about with you, you know, writing what nine cookbooks? Yeah, nine. Um, That's a great amount. Yeah, you know, I was so the barbecue truck thing was it it was okay, but it wasn't the kind of living I wanted to make. You know, I always tell young people if you think you want to be in a food truck, and they all do, all of your young young cook thinks that's what they want to do. Find the best food truck you know and follow him home. 
and see where, or her, and see where they live, see what kind of house they have, what kind of car they have, and see if that's the lifestyle you want. And it wasn't the lifestyle I wanted, what I could achieve with that. So I was figured I got to do something different. What else can I do? And I was pretty famous in the barbecue world at the time from winning a bunch of contests. Mm-hmm. So I just tried to explore different things. What else could I do that would, would go forward and, and make me somehow find me a job or something? And a friend of mine, was starting up a barbecue magazine in Iowa, the barbecuer. I mean, this was, this goes way back, a printed magazine. And so I called him and I said, well, I want to write the ask Dr. Barbecue column. So I bought askdrbarbecue.com and which is what you did at the time. And I still have it. And I said, so we had to make the questions up in the beginning. Uh, But then little by little, we got questions and it was pretty good. But then he sold the magazine and he said, I'm just done. He actually bought me my first, I used to always have these chef jackets with the flame on the collars and and he actually bought me those that was part of the deal um but then he quit and so someone told me you should call dave dewitt dave is the pope of peppers dave started chili pepper magazine he he uh-huh. ran started and ran fiery foods magazine and to this day runs the fiery food show in albuquerque dave is is the man dave's written 35 40 cookbooks um, so Dave, so I called Dave and he's like, yeah, I could always use some more content for the magazine. So he offered to pay me regularly, which hadn't been happening before. before. I know it wasn't a lot is. of money, but it yeah. was something. And uh, we became friends and he was a mentor to me in a lot of ways. And one day he called me and said, hey, would you like to write a cookbook? I was like, God, yeah, I, I live in Lakeland, Florida. I'm selling barbecue out of a truck. And, and trying to find something else to do. Yeah, of course, I'd like to write a cookbook. I'm not sure I know how. He said, well, I'll help you. I'll help you with this one. So Dave co-wrote my first book and Im- almost immediately abandoned me in a good way because he said, you know how to do this. You're just natural at this. Because yeah. I need- So the first book, if you're going to write book cookbooks, the first one's the easy one because you've been saving up stories and recipes and, and all kinds of stuff your whole life. Yeah. And you know what you're going to write. You know, it's easy. The second one is really hard. Yeah. Because now you don't have all that stuff. You used it all in the first book. Right. And uh, then the third one, if you can do the third one, now you actually, by then you've learned how to be a cookbook author. Um, so Dave got me started. and um, But the deal was I had to take the agent <laughs> with the deal. Because the they wanted Dave to write this book and he, he couldn't do it. He was committed to, uh, he was writing the Spicy Food Lover's Bible, which was a big deal at the yeah. time. And uh, so I was like, yeah, of course. So I take this agent, ended up being a great agent, and he got me nine cookbook deals, including the NFL Game Day cookbook, which was a huge deal. Uh, I wrote a book with Big Green Egg that took a lot of a lot of work on his part to make that work right. And so it, it you know, right place at the right time. But it, it, to this day, I don't know how to type. I type like I don't want to say two fingers. Like, well, hut and pack is what they yeah, call it. Yeah, yeah, like like this this finger here has one job. It has like one key over <laughs> there that it does. Um, but I've written nine books like that, so I'm not going to try to learn how to type now. I was going to say, yeah, if it's not broken, don't fix but it. But I just I've just always been like that. I, I really just you know. I, I'll try anything and mm-hmm. turn, you know, some things I might be good at, others I may not. Well, I was pretty good at writing cookbooks. Unfortunately, it's just that it's sort of a tough business now. Uh, we thought that the business, I was, I got pretty involved after, you know, seven or eight books in the industry and along came eBooks and we thought, well, this is going to kill the cookbook business. Mm-hmm. Well, it really didn't. It just changed it. Um, mm-hmm. People still mm-hmm. wanted cookbooks, yeah. but they wanted them to be, more of a gift kind of very short topic, eight by eight, 50, 75 recipes instead of the big, massive. The big, thick one, yeah. Yeah, you know, (laughs) that's what it had turned into. But it was a good run at that as well. Um, What what really killed it was 
the next wave, which were people that would do it for nothing. And, you know, I made a lot of money writing cookbooks. Now there's people be doing it for nothing. And, uh, you know, I can't do that. It's just not worth the trouble. It's no, I, I know what you mean. I see that a lot. And everyone's into that digital marketing right now where they're doing all their books online and self-publishing them. And it's, um, yeah. Well, so I tell people all the time. So when I was writing cookbooks, I was, it turned out I was good at it and I had a good name and I was kind of famous in that world. And that's why they wanted me to write cookbooks. Now people write cookbooks because they somehow think that's going to make them famous. <laughs> so it's the complete ass yeah. backwards yeah, to me. I was going to say that is. But backwards. so if you think it's going to, I guess that's a reason to write it for no money, but uh, it doesn't make sense to me. Gosh, it's like yeah. giving the milk away and nobody wants to buy the cow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if young people even know that, that saying anymore. They probably don't know. I, I know what that saying is. Come on. <laughs> I know what that is. Wow. Yeah. That it also during the pandemic, did you notice how many people were coming out with cookbooks? Yeah. Yeah. Cause they were all sitting at home doing mm -hmm. nothing. Right. There, there, there was a lot. In fact, there well, was, and a, then, you know, with, with the internet and, and didn't mean to cut you off, but oh, it, it's fine. so easy. I don't say it's easy to write. A, it's not easy to write a good cookbook. Mm -hmm. It's easy to write a cookbook. Mm -hmm. And so everybody could just do it. And, you know, these days we have, I, I launched my new rub business and I've done this multiple times in my life. It used to be really hard to get a logo. And of course we didn't, I had to carry the file to the printer or something. You know what I mean? We didn't have like, yeah. boom, send it to the guy and, right. <laughs> and he's got it. And now you just don't even need the specific, uh, um, specific type of file it's so easy now and, and it's not that expensive and it you know it's it's changed everything it's just so much easier to do something that looks really cool and then you could have your book printed at kinko's and it looks like a really good book and it, and not that it's not yeah but it may be or it may not be yeah that's like i was telling you about canva that program mm -hmm. i did a couple little journals on there just messing around to try to sell them on amazon i actually sold a couple i was kind of shocked nice oh i made eight dollars <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't say no money. Okay, yes. $8 is technically <laughs> not no money. That's terrible. But. but yeah, I just, you know, I haven't really put a lot of time into it. I was just messing around with it. But it's kind of neat, you know. I was trying to help people with... um that are trying to like, you know, either give up alcohol or, you know, improve their diets. So I just made a journal, kind of what I used when I was going down my own little mm -hmm. newfound way of living and it helped me a lot. And so, yeah, that's kind of well, what I think, that. you know, that's what people want, your, our personal experiences. Mm -hmm. So if you've got some good ones, why not? Exactly, exactly. And you got that $8 now. I know. I'm gonna. I'm just going to put it back in there. He <laughs> went to Starbucks and it was gone. Well, technically one was mine, so we should take out $3. <laughs> so you can get most of a coffee at Starbucks. Exactly. Can't know. My coffee is like five fifty. I think. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's an expensive one. So one thing I wanted to ask you is, like for me, I, I love cooking, but I'm not good at grilling. I don't, I don't have a grill right now. I mean, I'm sure I could, you know, I could figure my way around it but what would you recommend for someone who's just starting well i like charcoal so i, I really I, I you know the what looks like the easy way would be a gas grill but right. it, the food just doesn't taste as good and if you're going to buy a cheap charcoal grill it's going to be junk it's just yeah. not going to be that good okay. i just i bought a weber kettle weber kettles are they last forever okay. i bought one not long ago on facebook marketplace i needed one for a specific project and it was 50 bucks and it, it was probably two hundred dollars new, okay. but they last forever. The guy didn't want it anymore for fifty bucks on Facebook Marketplace. I had a Weber kettle, or buy a new one. Either. You know, they're right. still not very expensive. And learn how to cook with charcoal. I, that's what I think is the way to okay. go. 
Uh, it's a great way to start. It's not that expensive. And okay. it's how most of us started. Anybody you know that, you know, I know, I've got a lot of friends that are very important barbecue people. And almost every one of us started with a Weber kettle or a bag mm -hmm. of charcoal. Well, you know, like Mr. Ian Beckles, when we're in his little building space here, when I worked here for years, he was always grilling something. So I got very spoiled. I mean, all of us did working in this building. You know, we were eating all the time. So if I ever needed to use one, I would just come here because he's got a couple. <laughs> or of just come here and hang eggs. around and Ian would feed you. He always does. Yeah. Wings, well, that's how Ian it. and I became friends. Uh, I, I worked for Big Green Egg for years mm -hmm. as their chef. And Ian has always been a supporter of Big Green Egg. And that's how him and I first got connected. I was going to ask you how you met him. I was, I never you know, I think story. that's how. I always knew about him and I knew he was a Big Green Egg guy. And I never... Um, you know, we had so much going on when I worked with Big Green Egg, it was booming and, and like guys like that, that were doing so well promoting Big Green Egg, we didn't need to call them. He was doing it anyway, because yeah, exactly. it just, you know, it was that cool of a product. I, I, it's a good question. That's, I'm sure that's how we ended up getting connected, okay. but I don't remember how I ever first met him though, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious, but yeah, yeah. He's done some pretty incredible things on the Big Green Egg. Yeah. During the pandemic. There was probably six of us working here in the building, and we had we had fun. Oh, but you of ate days. well. <laughs> we did we did eat well and got creative. And I have to say, I like grilling pizzas. That's mm -hmm. fun for me. But you know, pizza's my kind yeah. Of well, you know, who doesn't? I mean, I, matter of fact, Sandy just told me to pick one up on the way home Paul's, when I leave here. Yes, Paul's. yes, Paul's exactly okay. right well, on the way. That's another question I have for you. Is I want to talk to you a little bit about Chicago cuisine in general, especially. We'll start with pizza because you know I remember growing up. Out in California, what was it? Pizzeria Uno. Do you remember that place, yeah, that sure. chain restaurant? Yeah, yeah. So that was like, when I was a kid, I remember thinking that, okay, that's what Chicago-style pizza is. Now, I do have family out there, so of course when I went out there, they're like, no. This is, you know, the thin crust, square cut. Mm -hmm. But it's just funny to see, like, the differences. And I wanted to ask you, like, being from Chicago, how all that came about. Well, you know, I think Uno, I just saw the other day, they just celebrated their 80th uh, birthday. So it's not like this is new. I'm right. not trying to claim it's new. What it is, is a specialty item in Chicago. You know, it's people are the wrong impression. I think it's starting to finally, we're making the change. Yeah. People in Chicago in in all the neighborhoods and it's the suburbs, they don't go home on Friday night and order a deep dish pizza. Right. That's just not, you know, because yeah. it seems absurd when you think about what it is. And it is absurd. So, no, we didn't. That's yeah, not what we ate hard on a regular a basis. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a special for me. It was a specialty thing. Once in a while, we take a ride downtown and we get one of those. And it was cool. I mean, it's not like it's not good, but it's not pizza. I, I just don't even like think pie. it is pizza. I mean, the crust was I just remember I went to Luminati's and what was the other one? Giordano's? Or? Yeah, Giordano's, Giordano's ended up being a big chain. And, and okay. Uno's did as well and i mean again those are not it's not there's nothing wrong with it no but there's for every one of those there's probably a hundred pizza joints in yeah. chicago cooking square cut thin crust pizza and that's what people live on so mm -hmm. that's what always bugged me that that became the uh we sort of got tagged with it like mm -hmm. it, it it makes me mad and i see it a lot in the barbecue world um people don't and I blame the food writers of New York in general because they were so influential along the way. Not maybe not so much anymore, but mm -hmm. they didn't want to bother coming to Chicago and eating in the neighborhood. When it came to Chicago, they stayed at the Palmer House. They walked over to Gino's East. Well, hell, this is what Chicago people eat. Yeah. Meanwhile, next time you go there, ask all the people in the dining room if they're where they're from. They're not from Chicago. I call it tourist pizza. Yeah, that's say, a, yeah, that's true. I never you know, but it was like an that. easy story to write. Oh yeah, this is Chicago pizza, and it's just not true. 
we see it with the barbecue world a lot in it, and it's because that's my world. It bugs me. Um, Memphis dry rub versus wet. Like you would think everybody in Memphis is fighting over wet versus dry rib. <laughs> they don't care. They, I was writing a book called Barbecue Road Trip and I was all around Memphis and I was at this place and a barbecue shop, the barbecue shop, like not one of the famous ones. Yeah. And I was talking to the guy and I said, what, you know, do you, what about this wet rub dry rub thing? He goes, I don't care. Same ribs. I'll put some sauce on them or I'll put some dry rub on them, whichever way you want. Yeah. That'd be fine. I don't right. care. But he couldn't wait to tell me about his barbecue spaghetti. Barbecue spaghetti is a big deal in Memphis. It's on every menu. Okay. It's really what people like. I would try it. Sounds right. Good. It's usually a side dish. I always think, I think of it as like uh, poor man food. Like okay. when you were broke, that's what you ate. But it's on every menu. And they, and this guy yeah. took it serious. He like made his sauce. was very particular about how he made his, his barbecue spaghetti sauce. But meanwhile, nobody talks about that. And then the number one menu item in Memphis is a pork sandwich, pulled pork, with coleslaw on top of it. But wait a minute, I thought that was a North Carolina thing. So this is just yeah. a bunch of nonsense that people don't want to bother going and doing their homework. And that, that's to me what happened with the Chicago-style pizza. Much yeah. like a Philly cheesesteak. When you get a Philly cheesesteak, when you go to Philadelphia, if you order, you, you could probably get mushrooms and peppers on your sandwich, mm -hmm. but you might get your ass kicked, too, for I've asking. I've heard that, too. And it, you have to get it with Cheese Whiz, right? I mean, Yeah, well, I, they, well, there's Cheese Whiz, and then they use, like, white American, too. Yeah. But Cheese Whiz is totally acceptable. And onions. Onions yeah. are common, but peppers and mushrooms are not. And But meanwhile, if you don't bother to go to Philadelphia, that's what you, you know. Exactly. You go get a Philly cheesesteak at, at Applebee's, and I'm pretty sure it's going to have peppers and mushrooms on it. Yeah. Right. But you know what else? You know what's cheaper than beef? Peppers and mushrooms. I exactly. So it's a filler, exactly. Mm -hmm. No, that's funny. Um, Ian, he just you know he's not here right now, but it's just funny. He would always add pepperoni to a Philly. It's yeah, actually really good. I could see that. Well, he he played for Philly for a while, so it's probably a legit yeah. thing. Yeah, it was actually really good. Sounds uh, pretty good. What actually West Shore Pizza up the street was the first time I had one like that. I thought it was interesting. Sounds pretty good. I might have to try that. Yeah, it's not a bad. Now one other question: Chicago hot dog. Who do you think makes a good one around here? Um, those are pretty standard. They're so easy, I know. Yeah, it like, really is. I mean, that's, you know, that's a truly defined thing. Mm -hmm. And we all know what's supposed to be on it. And if it's yes. on there, great. If it's not, then you didn't make it. Right. Mm -hmm. That's not a Chicago mm -hmm. hot dog. So the things that are optional, though, are you're probably going to ask about the poppy seeds. Yes. So poppy Which seeds. I, love. I, I do love. too. I always like the poppy seed buns. Um, but if you go to all the famous places in Chicago, and unfortunately, like a lot of things, all the cool old ones, they're not all necessarily there anymore um but it was it was always you know you could have seeds or not that was not really a thing the things that were mandatory was the like a vienna dog or one just like it with the skin so it would be cracky um the green relish the crazy green relish it's kind of sweet too yeah right I exactly love it. and it's love like it. neon green it looks yeah, like it's, it's glowing um <laughs> the uh, mustard, of course, onions, tomato, then sport peppers. Sport peppers are fantastic. For sure are a thing. And then the other one to me that's optional is um, celery salt. Mm -hmm. That's But it's it's common, mm -hmm. but not it, it's not everybody uses it. Okay. So, not, but if you're Jimmy's Hot Dogs in Chicago, actually Gene and Jude's is a good example. Okay. You know, on River Grove, very famous old place, but I've been eating there. My, you know, I've been eating there since the seventies and it was long since it'd been there way before that. Um, they don't put, have poppy seed buns and, but if you're them, you don't have to have poppy seed buns, exactly. you know what I mean? But if you're going to try and create it now, I think you need to have poppy seed bun. Uh, Portillo's does it. They do a good job They're, with their I hot dogs. I actually like their hot dogs. Yep, yeah. I've I been to the one over in uh, Tyrone Square Mall. 
And Brandon used to be the one I would go to, but I hate driving to Brandon. I just, there's something about it. <laughs> no, no. It's just, it's the traffic. That's all that it is. It takes so long. So for me, it's easier to go to St. Pete. I know. I'm closer. I, well, yeah, I was really happy because I live in St. Pete. And to go to Brandon is even another 20 minutes from from you Tampa folks. Yeah. Um, but I would do it regularly, find an excuse to go over there because it's just, you know, Portillo's is, it, it was one of the original places in Chicago, yeah. but it's become a big chain now. Yeah. So it's not it's not necessarily the best, but it's it still tastes like home. That's the hard thing when, when you expand like that, sometimes it loses the specialty of it. I don't know. Now, one other question I have about Chicago, Billy Goats, because I went there before a Madonna concert. <laughs> had, it, I was eating greasy cheese. We just learned a lot about you in one I sentence. Know. And Cosmopolitans. Yeah, it was um, it was pretty funny. I'd never been. I'd never been to Billy Goat. I don't know why. Well, you got to, you know, Chicago's 9 million people it's, in the metropolitan area. Huge. So it's downtown, it's, it's interesting. I go... Now, when I go back, often I'll be downtown at one of the fancy hotels, and I would maybe mm-hmm. go to Geno's East. I did, actually, a couple of years ago, and it was terrible. Um, but back in the day, if you live out in the suburbs an hour away, it's, it's you know, it's yeah. a big city. So it, it, it depends on what side of town you're on. And Billy Goat just was not in my wheelhouse, so I can't speak to it. I knew a lot of people like that and a lot of places yeah. like that, though, so it's a real thing. It was, it was awesome. Um, I know they have a couple locations, and the one I was at was by the United Center. And... I'm telling you, those burgers were great. Yeah. I probably had three of them. <laughs> nice. It was just weird with Cosmopolitans. It was the strangest thing, but it was it was a good night. And then, That seems like the way to fire up for a Madonna concert. Yeah, yeah. I actually got to, to meet her. Really? And, and I couldn't speak. Weird. That's a whole other story. I, I was just, it was just weird to see her right there and nothing. I was just like, this is Madonna. Nothing came out weird. I don't feel the same way about her anymore. <laughs> She's changed a little bit, but yeah, that was uh, definitely an experience. Well, I want to hear about your rubs. I mean, holiday season is coming up, and they make a great gift. Well, thank you. I, you so it's a new project for me, but it's a project I've been waiting to do for a long mm-hmm. time. Um, probably post close to ten years ago, I made the hot chicken rub. I was in. There's four of them. There's hot chicken. Sorry, I didn't even bring any with me. There's a hot chicken one, Italian beef one, which is a Chicago thing. Okay. A, a Chicago style steak and chop, which is all purpose, and then peach chipotle, which is the uh, oh. sweet. A that's sweet good. barbecue rub. That's okay. that's one for ribs and stuff like Sweet's that. It's really good. good. But the hot chicken one I did a long time ago. And I just was, I worked for Big Green Egg and they had products and they, they didn't want me to bring it to market. And then with the restaurant, we did a little bit with it, but we didn't use it a lot in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. It was going to be confusing. We had okay. a peach chipotle barbecue sauce at the okay. restaurant. And I didn't want to do a sauce after. So I just converted that into a dry rub. And the Italian beef is also something I've been making forever, and I always wanted to make it into this rub. And the other one was just an all-purpose. So it's a project I've been waiting to do for a long time. All of a sudden, I found myself with nothing else to do at the beginning of this year. And I was like, well, I guess it's time to do that. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, well, I I definitely need to get some. I'm going to practice with some grilling. Well, I mean, they're good for it in the kitchen, too. You know, the Italian beef rub. So we were talking about Chicago food. Italian beef, that's the thing we really eat in Chicago that people don't talk about that much. It's finally starting to get some attention because of the bear, that show. But the, uh, (laughs) you take this rub, you put a half a cup of it, a half cup of oil, three cups of water, and warm it up. And then I used to take, buy a roast, and I bought a slicer for making it. And I saw somebody one day talking about just buying roast beef at the deli. So you make this and throw it in there, 
in five, literally five minutes, you have really great homemade Italian beef. There's a video on my Facebook page on my okay. website. I, there, I, there, I think the, one of them has the whole process, but if not, just go to Publix, buy some good Italian, good roast beef, throw it in there, and it's great. I'm, you know, I'm going to try that. I think uh, my kids are going to be up in New Jersey visiting their dad's mom for the holidays. Maybe my first Christmas without my kids. It's kind of wow. weird. So I'm going to have a lot of extra time on my hands. Hang out you with need my dog. Eat a lot. Yeah. I'm going to eat a lot. I'm going to try some of that stuff. I mean, I, I'm going to take some I'll time get you off. Some, remind me. I'll make some. It'd be fun. Well, last but not least, I, I appreciate you coming, and I just wanted you to share with everyone how they can find you if they want to follow you on social and buy your rubs. Well, it's great to see you. Glad we've reconnected. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm not hard to find. If you Google Dr. Barbecue, <laughs> you'll find me. My website's drbbq.com. Um, on Instagram, I'm real Dr. Barbecue because drbbq was taken um, and I didn't feel like taking up that fight, but <laughs> I'm not hard to find. The only thing I'll say is like, if you Google Dr. Barbecue now, you get a lot about my restaurant that has sadly closed a year ago yes, because it was okay. the same name as me. So you, you, you kind of got to sort through all the restaurant stuff to find the old stuff about me, but, but I'm not hard to find. No problem. Well, I'll be sharing a link to everything on my YouTube channel. And again, thank you, Ray. I appreciate you coming. This has been fun. I'm excited. Pleasure's mine. Glad we Definitely. finally got to do it. Absolutely. And um, I have to say, I'm with you on hating the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That's my girl, you man. Know, I, I'm still not over when they beat the Steelers in the Super Bowl. That, Pretty much everybody uh, hates the Packers, that, except those few Packer fans in Wisconsin. And the yeah, rest of us all hate them. So. Yeah. And the Cowboys, they're, they're right up there with the Cowboys for me. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget a new episode comes out every Friday on RadioInfluence.com or wherever else you like to download and listen to your favorite podcasts and you can catch every episode on youtube at tracy forks around town have a great afternoon and great weekend